The initial Irishman reactions have arrived, and we'll be talking more about award season. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Film Critics Weekly, presented by the Los Angeles Online Film Critics Society. I, of course, am Scott Menzel, and welcome back to another wonderful episode. We are going to be talking a lot about awards season and starting off with the Irishman initial reactions out of the New York Film Festival. But before we talk a little bit about that, let's move over to my co-host for today, the wonderful Wendy Lee Zaney. I feel like I need confetti or something like that. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. So, no problem. It's it's always a pleasure, and uh, I love your energy, as always. Oh, thanks. Um, so, tell the audience a little bit about you, where they can find you, and all the good stuff. Oh, you can find me on various Collider videos and on YouTube at The Movie Couple. Very cool. Uh, you should definitely check out The Movie Couple if you have not checked it out because uh, her and her husband do these wonderful trailer reactions where what I love the most Thank about you. them is that they do disagree. And they, we do and, disagree. And, and, and it's, it's a lot of fun to yeah. actually watch a couple disagree on camera. So there you go. <laughs> you should definitely check it out. Um, so, uh, of course, the big big news today, right right out the gate, and normally we don't do breaking news here, but um, because it ties into Oscar season and a lot of people have been talking about this movie, I, I feel like it's been one of the most buzzed movies of the year. Right. Besides Joker, of right. course. Yes. Um, uh, the Irishman. Now, do you, do you have any initial reaction, uh, anticipation for this movie? I mean, anticipation isn't as much as, like, I'm excited to watch it because it's a Martin Scorsese film. Uh, the hesitation is, I think it's going to be weird that we're not, it's Netflix. Yes. That it's not going to be on screen, and it's just, I never thought that I would, like, see a Scorsese film open for streaming as opposed to theatrical, but it's also 2019, so I think... Tunes are starting to change for movie releases and things like that. So this will this will be really interesting. Yeah, I'm 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 very intrigued by this. Uh, Martin Scorsese is is a master filmmaker, as as we both probably would would agree on. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has had his share of hits and misses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I know a lot a lot of people really love Silence. It was definitely not a movie that worked for me, but a lot of people loved it. Um, this is almost feels like he's going back to his roots. Yes, uh, something getting the old gang back together. Yeah, and uh, there's there's it's interesting because we 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 as a critics group. Uh, love to have that that diverse opinion and 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 kind of see it. and I'm seeing all these initial reactions and uh, they screened it yeah very uh, New York Film Festival had the world premiere yeah mm. uh, I think it played at eight o'clock this morning for oh, the for the wait, world... eight o'clock their time yeah eight o'clock oh this gosh. morning for them uh, it's so early. it's ridiculously early maybe even <laughs> seven o'clock because the reaction well it's only eleven now so that would be what two now mm-hmm. and the reactions have been out for over an hour so yeah it was either seven or eight. Wow. Um, but the thing is, is that uh, besides uh, your good friend and co-host over at uh, Collider, there's uh, very few uh, women reactions so far. Really interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but to kick it off, to to give a little shout out to Perry. Yay, Perry! Um, she says it was well worth the red-eyed flight and well worth every single minute of the three and a half hour runtime. She's going to have a review on Collider video later, but the lead trio is as good as you hope it would be. I really didn't have any doubt as in the leads would deliver as they would. I don't think I realized the runtime was three hours <laughs> and what? Three and a half hour. 
You know, that immediately changes my opinion on why it should <laughs> be long enough like, so I can pause <laughs> and take a bath and break because in the theaters you can't be like, can everybody pause? Can we all just take, take a communal <laughs> like recess right now from the movie? So, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was the big news that happened when they... They, they they showed the first trailer and mm-hmm. then there was a runtime announcement and I think they they cut off a whole one minute in, in uh, post production. <laughs> a lot can happen in one you minute. You know, you know, who knows what's missing from that movie? Release the the Scorsese cut right now. Uh, you know, we can, we can start that hashtag right My now. My goodness. But, um, you know, it, it, it's funny because almost every single reaction, though, I, I do want to give a shout out to my friend Mara, who also saw the movie, mm-hmm. um, and she had. She had positive reaction to it, not as um, glowing as some of the the other reviews. Uh, basically, she was making fun of uh, of all the people in the dark trying to take take their hot takes on, on Twitter about the movie. But uh, she said it's a middle of the road Scorsese pick. Okay, definitely a more somber. Uh, character study than a tense mob thriller. Mm, mm-hmm. And then she said, I suspect the word masterpiece is going to be thrown around a lot. I wouldn't go that far. But the acting, of course, is top, top, top with Pacino especially. Of course. So that does not surprise me. Um, the weird thing is is that I haven't seen many people so far tweeting about Joe Pesci, which is which is. Who I wonder I, how much is he in it, he in it then. Yeah, that's, that's what I wanted to know from this film. Because... Yeah. Um, he hasn't made a movie since yeah, that's in true. a long, long time. That's, that's true. He came out of retirement to do this movie. Oh, wow. So, you know, that's 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 interesting. Yeah. Uh, I want to just talk about quickly uh, here. Uh, Brett underscore. don't even know who the heck that is. The Irishman, <laughs> uh, an instant Martin Scorsese classic. That's everything you wanted to be and more. De Niro's best work in, in ages. Oh, here's Pesci. Pesci lights up the screen. Yes. Al Pacino as Jimmy Hoffa screaming about the Kennedys is the peak of cinema. Nice. Uh, let's see. We got Robert Robert Levine. It's a masterpiece, period. Uh, there it is. There you go. Another one. Uh, Karen Hahn says The Irishman, Al Pacino, Oscar, question mark, question mark, Ooh. question mark. Uh, Jason Gorber, uh, my friend from uh, Toronto. Um, audacious epic, a film that feels like it spans lifetimes, but yet it wisps by. Technically bold, performance is raw, uh, darkly humorous. It's a, a calculation of all of Martin Scorsese's fascinations and a late career triumphant. Nice. So it. Do any of them I, talk about the de aging? Uh, I've been. That's. See. I'm most I curious know, about that. Um, the uh, Eric Cohn says the artifacts of de aging uh, is more a feature than a bug. Okay. Uh, okay. Do, uh, this lady Anna Menta said the de aging worked for me, jarring at first, but you get used to it. All right. Um, well, that's interesting. And that's yeah. pretty much it so far for the de aging. So mostly, mostly good skewed to the good side. There's, there's no yeah, one saying yeah. anything like, "Oh, it was, it was bad or boring or whatever." Maybe like, and I don't feel like that's kind of the mindset you have going in when you're about to watch a Scorsese film with these actors. Well, let's let's talk about that. I, I actually wanted to bring that up. So you went to Toronto. It was mm-hmm. your first film festival. It was. Do you feel at any point in time when you were watching a movie mm-hmm. that you feel like? your reaction was kind of skewed a little bit due to 
being part of the crowd, being part of the first audience to see something? Maybe on the first day, just because I was so excited to be there. But it's also when you're at the festival, if you're going as press, you're working, right? So your brain is really working the whole time, thinking about how you're going to write or do a video review of said movie. So you don't want to ever fall into, you don't want to let that excitement take over too much because you still really want to be honest in your review and not saying that you can't change your mind later when you revisit that film and say, okay, like I was really excited to see it. Thinking back, you know, here are my follow-up thoughts or whatever it may be. But I personally don't feel like I got too caught up in 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 that whirlwind of of excitement just because you're sitting down for a film for usually an hour and a half to two hours. And no matter how excited you are, when you're sitting in rest and in the dark in the theater, yeah. that movie you you and that movie, it's just kind of becomes like the relationship between you and that movie. And when it stops speaking to you and it stops piquing your interest, that's that's what it is. There's no you can't bring back your excitement like that because you're already in the movie or halfway through. And if you've lost interest, you've lost interest. That, that happened to me with a couple of movies where I was kind of like, oh, what time is it? And I don't ever want to think that thought at all in movies, but there were a couple of movies where I was like, okay, not my favorite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it, it's interesting. Um, I, the reason I asked you that question is that there has been numerous times for me personally, and maybe it's because I've, I've been to so many festivals mm-hmm. where I, I, I get swept up in the crowd around me. And, right. and one movie for me that I felt that way about, and I know you did not see it mm-hmm. at the festival, was Just Mercy. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I went, I was at, at the world premiere of that, and, you know, the cast came out, and, you know, I love Brie, mm-hmm. I love the director, I love Destin, uh, who doesn't love Michael B. Jordan? Oh, of course, yeah. You know, so, like, yeah. you're being in the room, you feel that excitement, and you're watching the movie. Jamie Foxx was there? Jamie Foxx was there as well. You, you, you feel the, the motion, and you, you get to see that reaction of people standing up and cheering and yeah. getting that standing ovation. And, you know, as, as, a, as a critic, you've almost become programmed, at least I have, and a lot of my colleagues have, where you, you, you want to tweet. You, you yeah, get yeah, that, yeah. that urge to pull that phone and give that reaction <laughs> right away. And it was funny because in the moment, mm-hmm. I was all about just mercy. Right. I was all about... This movie for Best Picture. Yeah. I was all about this movie being nominated in all the categories. Next morning, thought about it again. Yeah. I was like, wasn't that great? Yeah. Wasn't that great? Sometimes it's better to not tweet right away. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and, and I've, I've learned that the hard way, um, even through reviews, mm-hmm. where I've been to festivals and I've, I've, I've watched something once. And it really worked for me. And then, like, I went back and I went to see it with, like, we do, like, we go to press screenings here. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I take Ashley to go see a movie. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, my, like, my reaction, my yeah. reaction changes. Yeah. And then you, you feel weird. Um, but I think that's that's part of, like, being a, a, a film critic. And yeah. I think a lot of people have to be a little bit more like that and realize that sometimes your opinion does change and sometimes and that's really okay because a movie movies aren't made to be watched only once if that was the case then why have it on digital and streaming and, right. and dvds right like so i think when you review movies you'll want to also look at the rewatch value of that movie are you just as entertained six months from now a year from now five years from now so Sometimes, you know, movies don't age well. Sometimes you watch and you're caught up in the excitement and you watch it again like a couple of weeks down the line. You're like, 
you know, I really liked it from the day the first time, and now maybe my opinions changed a little bit. It's not a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I think it's okay to change your 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 opinion. You know. Yeah. I'm just. I was just thinking about that, and I was just curious on your thoughts of being yeah. the first time that you've been to a film festival. Mm-hmm. If you felt that, because it's weird. Because I think the first few times that I went to a film festival, I didn't feel that way. Yeah. And then the more I started attending them, um, the you, more you, you felt you, caught you, up you, in the you, excitement. You feel. You feel really? more caught up in the excitement. And, and, I'd be the opposite. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would be I very excited for the very first time, and then the, exci- the excitement would still be there. Just the, just the same, but it, I wouldn't. I don't think I would be like, um, kind of in your case, like uh, I don't want to say like more excited, but you know. Yeah, I, I think because it, to me, what makes a film festival so ex- exciting mm-hmm. is not going to a film festival. It's the lineup and the potential of the movies yes. that you're seeing. Yes. So, depending on how strong the lineup is, yeah. therefore reflects my excitement towards yeah. the festival. I mean, I think I'd always be excited to go to a, vest- a festival, period. Like, you know, being able to be at TIFF was, was just, like, I never really in my, like, ever thought that I would have the opportunity to, to go. So the fact that I got to go, I got to hang out with the people that, like, kind of, like, guided me. Because, like, I, I would have been lost, but, like, I don't know where anything is. <laughs> but you were a trooper. You got around. You planned. I mean, you were great at it. Yeah, and- day three, I was like, I'm going to go have lunch by myself. <laughs> no, you were great. And, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, this 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 woman over here. Dedicated. She she made sure she filmed every single review. You did such a great job. But of not doing, all of them's not, been edited not, yet. No, but I'm just saying you you you. I'm still like 15 <laughs> reviews behind. Okay, Thank you, you made sure you took some time out to actually yeah. review them, even if they're not up yet. Yeah, they're there and yeah. done. So I I applaud you they're, for doing they're, that. They're all they're all. What's also good about not putting? Oh, thanks for the applause. Uh, <laughs> what's also kind of good about to kind of circle back to what we were talking about your excitement? Yeah. What's good about certain reviews that I haven't uh, edited yet is now I get to, now it's p- times past. Yes. But those movies aren't out yet, and I can kind of revisit certain movies. There's a reason why I put certain ones up and certain ones I didn't. Um, and sometimes I want to think about it. And so there are certain movies that, that reviews that I haven't put up, and it's I think in the editing process I kind of take a look at it and I say... I want maybe I want to refilm that, but most of the time I don't. Like ninety nine percent of times I don't. I'm I'm pretty confident in how I feel then and how I would feel now. But but sometimes I leave it just so I can kind of give it a second thought. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's funny. I I very rarely, just like you, I, I very rarely have the urge to see something again, like right away after a festival, mm-hmm. unless I feel like I'm in the the minority on it Mm -hmm. okay so after all this initial buzz just that we talked about this last week so we won't spend too much time on it but uh i know you also really enjoy jojo rabbit yeah uh that movie to me there was a disconnect there i i don't think it's risky i don't think it's bold Mm -hmm. i I, it, it was very conventional cookie cutter for me but all these. I don't think anything Taika does is coming. To me, it was. I don't. I. I mean, it, it felt like Mel Brooks, like a wannabe Mel Brooks. Really? Film. Yeah. Oh it boy. Really did. Okay. Um. But you know, everybody's reaction towards it. You know, like I. I value your opinion. I value you know Ash's opinion, Dimitri's, right. Nestor's, and the funny thing is, is that. So many people have had such a different reaction to this movie. Did to Jojo I, Rabbit? Did I actually emailed Fox this morning, and before I actually put out my review, I asked them to watch it again. 
Oh, good. Good because, for you. Because I want to kind of make sure that my opinion was not affected by... I saw three great movies that day before I saw Jojo Rabbit. And that maybe was, it was a good day. Maybe it was the weaker movie of the pact for mm-hmm. me. And then, therefore, I took out my... My 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 that that ability that it didn't live up to the hype right uh, out on that movie right so right, that's right. why I'm like all right I'm gonna go see it again yeah, good for you uh, but <laughs> you know um you know so we should talk a little bit about Toronto and yeah. kind of we'll, we'll 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 talk about the movies coming out at the end of the show mm-hmm. um but it was your first it was your first festival uh, start of award season a lot of conversations afterwards mm-hmm. so um. Starting with the award season stuff, what are some movies from earlier in the year that you feel still should have be in the conversation, still have chance? Uh, Once Upon a Time in Rocket Man. Okay. And The Farewell. Okay. Loved The Farewell. Um, but yeah, those those three really stood out to me. Um, well, one, I'm a Tarantino fan, so that's kind of like my mindset going in. I'm like very excited that that like that like yeah. excitement what we're talking about. And I'm like, yes. But the thing is that the acting. Leo specifically really delivered for me and I'm like I've never been disappointed by Leo and uh, you know ever but just there are so many scenes the one especially when he was on set and then he take, took a break, and then he goes to the trailer. Like, I was also as an as an expiring actor, I'm kind of like, yes, 100%, get it, been there, done that, yes, 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 yes. Where he just like kind of so so it's relatable on on on, on you know it's entertaining, um, and it's just like kind of seeing that retro and this the way Tarantino films is just such like a treat to have on screen again. Um, the Rocket Man was just full of entertainment, Terrence fantastic and then the farewell really really spoke to me just because of that story and how i grew up in the culture and kind of seeing like um you know like chinese culture and chinese american culture and the lifestyles and the differences yeah i mean farewell to me that that movie i saw back at sundance and that is a film that holds up uh, on second viewing third viewing it is a aquafina is a powerhouse in that film and I know this This is one that's kind of losing a little bit of steam mm-hmm. because A24 always has an impressive, like, award season yeah. lineup. Yeah. And, I, and I'm hoping that they keep pushing for this movie because I do think it deserves director. Yes. I think it deserves... Screenplay. Screenplay, actress, and even the supporting work, I think, is really, really strong in it. I'm... Getting a little nervous, though, mm-hmm. because I feel like it's starting to fall out of the conversation quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, and then with waves coming out, and then as much as I know you and I have very similar opinions on the lighthouse, right? Everybody's very excited yeah, about the lighthouse. Everyone's very excited yeah, yeah, about yeah. lighthouse, and you know, giving the release time, they have to decide what movies are going to put their money behind. Yeah, and also all three of those films very different, oh, very yeah, like could not be more different. Right, you know. So, but man, I love A twenty four. Like, oh, I, I, I would, I would hate to someone to be like, "What's your favorite movie from A twenty four? I, all of them. Yeah, it's it's a you know A twenty four. I have such a love hate relationship with A twenty four because I either love like no 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 because I either love every you know every other movie they put out uh-huh. and then I hate like every other movie they put out <laughs> like Lighthouse like oh like Lighthouse I kind of look at it I'm like oh my I god I feel that's... like I need to watch it again I know they're doing a screening soon yeah. for it I feel, I feel like I want to revisit I don't know yeah I haven't decided <laughs> you haven't decided I, ha- I haven't decided but they've always had, like the bling ring oh no oh no <gasps> You love that's, that? That's my jam. You was it? Yeah. yeah. See, see? Into it. And, that, and I think that's what's also great about A24 is that they have movies that 
regardless of how one person feels about there's someone who has the completely polar opposite yeah. reaction to that movie and is like, this is the greatest movie ever made. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. So that was a that was a great reaction to that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really hope Farewell gets in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Rocket Man, unfortunately. I you think don't think? I think it's dead. Come on now. I do. It's because it's so early, so early on, and then we have all these films coming out. Okay. A couple of things. The Bohemian Rhapsody thing that happened last year uh-huh. with all the music biopics, and you already have two... Uh, transformative performances this year that have been very discussed. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had you had Judy, of yep. course, with Renee Zellweger, uh, and and she's right now she's in the front. She's, yeah, she's she's front running that best actress category right now. Mm-hmm. And then you have Taryn in this, but the conversation has dropped so significantly mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. this movie, and I feel like with. A musical movie winning the last year and yeah. all that buzz and all the negative energy with the same director attached. Mm. I just I, I okay. think it's I don't think it's gonna make it. Unfortunately. Right. I think that is the best performance that Her- Taron has ever given. And he's incredible in so the film. So good in it. Yeah. And Jamie Bell too. Oh like, yeah, both of them. Really both fantastic. Jamie Bell actually it's funny. Out of I all would love them, to see him be nominated for I think he, supporting. I, I think he has a better chance yeah. than Taryn. So well, it's what's so hard when you look at all these categories for whether it's actor, actress, supporting or lead, it's so hard, especially this year. I mean I say this every year, yeah. but like it's stacked. You know, when you look at that pool of actors, you're just kinda like, Well, they're all good. Can we just all give them an award? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but um uh, fingers crossed, I think, for, for Taryn. Um, I would love to for him to get a nod from the Academy. Yeah. Um, it does make me feel a little sad that, like, Rocky Man isn't, isn't, like, it's starting to dry up. But I think once they start making the push again for it. Yeah, I mean, Paramount... See, this is the benefit that Paramount has right now, right? Paramount doesn't have a lot of movies to push. Mm-hmm. So they can push Gemini Man for maybe like special effects and those those that category. Yeah. But in terms of like acting and directing, they don't really have a lot to go on mm-hmm. right now. I mean, unless that Terminator movie really blows us out of the blows us out of the water, there's nothing really that they have. So they have one movie that they can get a get behind and really put a strong awards campaign. Yeah. So it's possible. Yeah. I'm just doubtful with all the movies that we saw in Toronto, Correct. and then what's there, still there's a lot of good stuff. What's still yeah. like coming, but one movie that has stayed with me, and you brought it up is Once Upon a Time. Oh God, so good! It's so good, I and even really though I have problems with the with some of the runtime with the driving around and th- those <laughs> those scenes that I just felt like <laughs> yes, with that, Brad Pitt, yeah, 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 yeah. that's me <laughs> driving every day in L.A. Yeah, I get it. Um, but I, think how much that speaks to the I people know. who don't live here, though. I know, I know, I know. Like they they would never I, know. No, but now they do if yeah. they if they see the movie. Yeah, like when he's driving from wherever he drives <laughs> in the valley to Chatsworth, and I'm like sitting there, I'm like, yep, yeah, I done that drive before. <laughs> we get it. <laughs> yeah, we get it. Um, but those performances in that film. It's so good. Oh my gosh. I would love even that little girl. I would love to see her oh, she's be- best great. best supporting actress God, for that little she's girl. Great. I don't even know her name, but she should get best supporting actor. Oh man. That scene with Leo <laughs> when they were just both reading and like how he and it was funny because it seemed like uh, the the tone kind of changed where she became the adult in that conversation. Yeah. For the first half of getting the work because he's just so like unsure of himself and she was kinda like and she's a little, a little actress, like ready, and I was like, "Wow!" <laughs> yeah, she was, she was fantastic. I, I mean, that movie definitely sticks with you. Yeah, and uh, yeah, 
I, I, I think that I think that's gonna, you know, Sony has three this year, um, but I think that's manageable because they're mm-hmm. a larger studio. What are some of the other two? They have the one we were going to talk about next, the okay. beautiful day in the neighborhood, yes. and then they have Little Women, which hasn't oh. come out yet. I am really excited for it. I, I love. I I feel like I've seen all the iterations of Little Women. I've read the book, but this one, I'm like, I love the cast. Yeah, I'm so into it. I'm ready to to watch Timothy. Oh yeah, on screen. Yeah, I, I mean, and he, you know, I don't think ever since his career started that he hasn't been in the conversation at awards season. Yeah, right. Like, I mean, yeah, that's true. Call me by your name. Yeah, Ladybird. Ladybird, and then he was in what's uh, that? Uh, the one uh, last year. What was? Oh, it? oh Beautiful Boy. Mm-hmm. Beautiful Boy, and now he has this because yes. obviously it won't be for the King. The King seems to be. I haven't seen it. Well, I didn't see it either, but. From the reaction so far, The King seems to be the one Netflix movie mm. that misses the mark. Because Netflix right now, I, well, I don't want to get into this too much, but to me, mm-hmm. Netflix is the major player this award season. So are they in contention? Are, are they able to be nominated as? They're doing this this specific three-week run with a lot of these movies. Like so Irishman that can, and, and things so, like yeah, that. Yeah, so they can qualify. So it's it's that movie, The Two Popes. Marriage Story. Marriage Story. I think Dolomite. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So I never got to talk to you about Marriage Story, did I? Yeah, no, we didn't talk about it. (laughs) Um, But uh, let's go back to Sony, and then we'll we'll get into Netflix right after that. But um, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. I want you to say what you said at the beginning of the show. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember. What did you say about the movie? And be honest. You said said if someone wasn't in this movie. Oh, okay. Well, obviously. (laughs) So first disclaimer is when I went in, I didn't see the trailer before I watched this. You didn't? No. Oh, okay. No. And I I just went on the under the assumption (laughs) of it's a beautiful, you know, Tom Hanks all of the poster, you know, he's like, he's got the the Mr. Rogers thing going on. I was like, okay, so it's going to be like a dramatized doc-ish type of, like, basically a telling of his story, how the show started, and his involvement in the show, and then so on and so forth, right? I didn't think, because everybody was like, yeah, but Tom Hanks is, like, a supporting character. I was like, well, how can that be when he's on the poster, and, like, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, so it's a play on it. And then once you watch it, you're like, oh, he really indeed is the supporting character. I really found the movie super charming. However, if it wasn't Tom Hanks in the role of Mr. Rogers this movie would not have spoken to me at all. I think I would have been not happy with it. But because it was Tom Hanks, and because um, the, all the scenes that he had with the lead, it elevated the movie for me. 100%. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Give the man an Oscar. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, he's getting the uh, Cecil B. DeMille award yeah at the golden globes and he deserves that yeah um and i'm glad it's tied for i'm glad it's tied into this movie because Mm -hmm. like you just said if tom hanks wasn't in this movie yeah if it was another actor it would have been a very different movie it really would because he just encompasses everything about mr rogers from from the way just the mannerisms and the yes exactly and the just I don't know. It's just... 100%. Like, Tom's always been the actor where he's not just in 100%. He's in, like, 120%. And he's... And a lot of actors do this, too. um, But he... You can tell he puts in the work and he studies. Every character that he's portrayed, um, like... uh, 
the little movements, the little facial um, ticks and things like that that Mr. Rogers would do. Like, you know, he like how, how many countless hours have you probably watched oh, yeah. of the program to get his voice exactly? To mimic someone's movement and voice is not easy. You, you know, you can be an actor, but then when you have to be an actor and, and, and mimic that person and do them justice, it's, it's so hard. And he does it flawlessly. And then with, like, the wardrobe and the makeup, it's just, like, everything was pulled together flawless. Yeah. And this, so is, great. this is another example of what I was talking about earlier about why I also don't think Taryn's going to get it. Because here's the male version. Mm. It, you literally but watch him. Would trans- he be he's supporting. supporting? He would be supporting. And Taryn would be lead. So yeah, that's a whole different. I feel like with all those categories... There's very few movies, I mean, throughout Oscar history, I feel like there's very few times where there's been numerous transformative performances that have gone in all these mm. different categories. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's usually one or two, and it's usually broken up between one male and one female. Okay. So I, to me, where I think it's going to be a lock is with Renee and him. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no other, again, sorry, Jamie Bell, uh, I I think he's so great in Rocket Man, but now he's up against Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks and possibly the actors from probably most likely the actors from The Lighthouse, right? Because those the performances. Yes, those are really great. <sighs> even so though the, even though I don't feel that way about yeah. the movie, but the performances. Oh are my really god, good. it's so good! Like <laughs> I think it's like my favorite thing that Willem Dafoe's done. <laughs> I really and I and I like him a lot. But yeah. he just you could tell he had a lot of fun in that yeah. film. But I mean, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. It, it's it's so funny to me because, like you said, if it didn't have Tom Hanks mm-hmm. and there wasn't those nods to the original show, the way that they craft a lot of the details, the of transition. The story, from the set to real life that's so good yeah but the the lead character on the other hand is so the, the jarring writer. yeah the, the 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 writer who who this movie is actually based upon real life yeah this it's is real just life thing. so one note i felt like the performance was very much like bitter and angry chip on his shoulder and then yeah meeting mr rogers and kind of changing his but outlook I, did you but did you feel I, I, I felt like watching this movie, he, mm-hmm. even though he had certain scenes, right. there's a great scene in a Chinese restaurant, uh-huh. <laughs> that, you know, the, in that moment, you feel like he's going to change. Right. And then the next scene after that, he's like, oh, here he is again. He's back. Right, he's right. bitter. He's angry. Right. I, did, I didn't feel that, that change from him. And that's what, what my, where my problem lies with the movie. Yeah, I can I can see the the character arc being being slightly flat. Um but I also think if you look at it from a human uh what's the word I'm looking for? human reaction, yeah. behavior, human behavior type of a way, people can't change like that. Right. You can be inspired by your person to be better. And I think that's exactly what happened in this movie. That's what they wanted us to see, but I think it speaks to, to where you're starting to see the transition was slow and subtle. And I think as humans, that's how it would work. Like, you have really good days where you're going, you know, to, to kind of the more positive, like, I'm going to be behave better, I'm going to be a better person, I'm going to think about my actions. But it's, it's because you've been this way for so long, it's so easy. Yeah. It's second nature right. to just fall back into that same old ways and it really make it takes an effort to become a better person. So, so I kind of enjoyed seeing him work through that. And it really took uh, something drastic to happen for him to finally 
break down and and and, and accept and, and kind of forgive and, and do do all do all the things. So I kind of saw it from both ends because there there were times where I was kind of like, well, here he is again, like uh, Eeyore walking to the scene and bitter and just wanting to like take everybody else down and and, and uh, around him. But what was great about the counteract. The counterpart being Tom Hanks is that he didn't let him do that. Right. He was just like, just like, you can't touch me, I'm Mr. Rogers. I'm in this bubble of like perfection, and it was so great. And that's kind of what I like seeing, like the so polar opposite of the two characters. But you and I also talked about this, and um, the, this mu- movie really humanizes Mr. Rogers in a lot of ways. Yes. They 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 showed that he did in fact get angry and that things were The conversation always... between the writer and Mr. Rogers' wife was probably one of my favorite scenes, very short scene, but it was nice cuz that in that moment immediately it's just kind of like, oh, he's he, you know, he is human after all. Like and and as human we all have tempers, we all have bad days, but it's how you work through them yeah and i love seeing actually those actual moments where he's had a bad time he's had a bad day and how he processes that and just see seeing it's just thinking about it right now because it's how the movie ended yeah. uh like it just chills yeah. down my spine i was like yes because i was wondering if we would see it or they wouldn't touch it you know, to let it play out, and they and they and they did. Yeah, and I really, really thought it was a nice touch. Yeah, and and that's what I guess that was what, what was weird to me about the journalist character. And mm-hmm. I understand what you're saying, and I mm-hmm. agree with you. Like someone who's been bitter and angry is not just going to wake up one morning and have an interaction with someone and change overnight. I, right, I get that, but I think it was just how negative the the character was, yeah. and just like. I, I'm never a person who's like, oh, I can't root for the bad guy in a movie. Like that's not me. Right, I, right, I, right, right. I, I, but you were I, annoyed by but, him. But huh? I was, I was annoyed by that character yeah. because I just, I just felt like he had all these things that were good in his life, and yeah. he just like took everything for granted. Yes, yes. And I just, I, I just, there was this weird disconnect, and I guess this is why, why certain movies work for some right. people is that. You have to find something about a character con- to connect with, mm-hmm. and there was nothing about that co- that character that I was. Able you don't know to anybody with. that's that's like that in real life. Mm-hmm. You're I, like that. I, I know I'm not like that. Thank God, but I I know. See, oh, it's a interesting. See, I don't know anyone like that. that that is very much like that in real, and and so I so I get it because I see it, and and when I it's 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 hard to be around someone like that. It's very hard. It's like you're, you're, all of your energy is drained. You're just kind of like, well, I'm not having a good day anymore. I don't, I lack motivation now that I've hung out with this person. So to kind of see their story arc and see that they they grew from it, I think it it's for me. It's kind of like, oh, I get it, and it can happen if the right person comes along. Yeah. Or if you're there to help, and and I think with with that movie, that lead character, God, I'm so sorry, I can't even think of like the actor's name. Um, he had a whole support system around him. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. You know, like the, the wife, wife, the lady from the, This Is Us, right? Yeah. So, you know, I I think I th- I feel I feel like maybe they made him more negative than he probably actually was in real life, just yeah. to kind of off balance the Mr. Rogers. But see that's where that's where my problem is. Because mm-hmm. you and you, you and I discussed this too, is that <clears throat> the way that they humanize Mr. Rogers in the movie 
kind of gives you this arc. It doesn't change your perspective on him either. No, he's no, still no, a no, nice, no. lovable right. guy. But it gets you see certain like he's dealing with stuff too, yeah. and he has he has a darker side as well. Mm-hmm. With this film, with that character, I just felt like there was never any true glimpse of like hope for that character. Oh, see that's okay. that that was the weird thing okay. that I walked away from this movie with is that. I got to learn a little bit about Mr. Rogers, yes. and I got to see, yeah, he's not the angel. <laughs> right. Like, he, he has a very positive outlook on life. Yeah. But with this guy, I just, like, I'm like, oh, this freaking guy's going to go back to, like, you know, crying in his pillow, <laughs> saying he didn't get the next article in his magazine. <laughs> yeah, so, no, that's true. I can I can totally see that. So that's, yeah, what, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So. Totally get it. So that was a very in-depth conversation. Totally about, get it. But, but that's good. I, so that, see, Bottom see, line, go see it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's how you have a constructive conversation about a film. Two people have different perspectives, and you talk it out. But we still like the film, so it's it's not like we disagreed on that. There you go. Um, What is uh, is there? What was another one that you wanted to talk about? Uh, Let's talk about. I got to pull up my notes. (laughs) There's a lot that I saw. Can we talk about Parasite? Sure. Oh, we need to talk about Parasite. Oh my gosh, it's it's so 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 good because. Um, I I remember watching Okja and being very excited for it, and then I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. I didn't I liked it, but I think I I hyped myself up and I and I think like reading all the reactions and stuff before seeing the actual film really hyped it up for me. And so I don't know what I was expecting, but it was like I put I put it on a pedestal before I even saw it. And then so we then did I, that a lot. This is true. And then so I came out disappointed. Not that I wasn't entertained. I thought there were so many good things about the movie. But this one, something about it with the trailer and because it had this like slightly like thriller suspense horror element, a little bit of like a get out type of thing where I was like, this is going to be so interesting to 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 watch. And it was just like, I what I didn't expect was how funny it was going to be. I didn't expect that at all. I thought beginning to end it was going to be like dark and creepy, and it was going to be great. I liked it even better that it had all like this like dark humor in it. It was so good. Yeah, yeah. No, I think the storytelling's great. The storytelling's great. It's nothing like you ex- expect from it. Even yeah. from even after you watch the trailer, you're just constantly it gives going, you nothing away. Yeah, yeah, it, it gives it, nothing it, away. You think you're like that trailer is going to ruin it, but really you it need really to see it. Yeah. And there's so many twists and turns and, you know, so much commentary about social class. Mm-hmm. But it's a movie that you can watch over and over and over again. You will find little things. Now that we've seen it, I want to go back and watch it and see if I can pick up on the little things. Well, the other thing is is that last year, Netflix, their, their only movie that they had was was Roma. And they, mm-hmm. they pushed that. And one of, one of the big things that they were hoping for was... Maybe we're going to get a Best Picture win with this movie. Okay. Um, Parasite, to mm-hmm. me, based on all the reactions, mm-hmm. like, even the people who are not, like, on the pedestal of this, which there are very few who don't have it on that high of a pedestal. Right. Say it's good. Therefore, I think this might be the first time in a very long time where this movie will get nominated for Best Picture. And I'm not 100% on this yet, but it has... A really strong possibility of winning. Really? You don't think so? Well, I just wonder because it's... it's Subtitles? F- yeah. Foreign. Yeah. But I know people who, like, really dread going to see foreign yeah. movies because they hate subtitles. 
but they said they were so deeply engaged and into this movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that I think that's mm-hmm. that's what makes it stand out. Yeah. Just like how we were talking about The Farewell earlier. Yes. That is a movie where you don't have to be of Chinese background or anything right, like that. Right, right, it's right. a universal story. Yeah. It had it, You learn something about the culture when you're watching it, but it's a universal story. I think that's exactly right. And this movie is very much a universal yes. movie. This, yes. this movie could be a black family, a Hispanic family, a white family. Yeah. you can re- Anyone can relate to this movie. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it special. I, I, I really agree. Like, I, I couldn't... This was, my like, my favorite film out of TIFF. And it, and it was also the most anticipated for me. Yeah. So that said a lot. And I was like, here we go again. It's going to be, like, an Okja... What if it's an Okja repeat? Like, I, I thought this... I was really nervous sitting down for this movie because I was excited. Everybody was excited. Like, the theater was, like, really full. I waited, I think, an hour in... Because it was a public screening in the line yeah. beforehand. So I could make sure I got a seat because it wasn't assigned seats. Um, so, like, I I, th- I don't think I could shut up about it. Like, I, ca- I talked to you guys about it when we were at TIFF. Then I came home and I talked to everybody I, like, knew. And I was like, you need to go see this. And it's a hard movie to talk about with- without people seeing it. Because you don't want to give certain details yeah, about the Yeah, you can't give it away. Life. Especially that, like, second half. You just can't give it away. And I, all I can say is, watch the trailer and then buy a ticket. Yeah. But that's all I can say is you cannot miss this. It's so, so, so good. And it won't be the same, I feel like, if you don't watch it in the theater. I feel yeah. like it's a better experience in the theater, too. Because it's a cra- in a weird way, it's a crowd movie, isn't it? Is it what movie? It's a crowd movie. Like, you kind of oh. have, like, the reaction of the people around yes. you. Yes. Like, it was weird. Even at the TIFF's press screening where I saw it for the second time, people were interacting yeah. with it. Like, they're like, it's like the uh, Quiet Place reaction. Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. oh, my God, what's going on here? Yeah. And I think that's very important. I so. oh god, it was, it's like I can't wait to watch it again. I I asked my husband because he um, can't do he doesn't love horror movies and he has dyslexia, so he has a hard time doing the subtitle thing. And I like oh. I'm like begging him like please go see it with me. He's worried that he's going to miss out on certain conversations. And then he would have to be like, "What happened?" And I'd be like, "Well, I can't talk to you right now about it because we're in the middle of movie." <laughs> so, so we're 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 trying to figure out like what we can do because <laughs> I really want everybody to go and see this. It's like fantastic storytelling. There's humor and there's definitely some horror and shock elements in this that just blends together beautifully. Yeah. So since I just realized when we we're on this show that mm-hmm. we have not talked about. Marriage Story. We need to quickly quickly segue over to Netflix and how... I don't know how they're going to handle award season. I don't know how they're going to handle award season. It's a good problem. It's a good problem. Very good. good, Very good. Because last year they had one movie. Yeah. And they put all their eggs in one basket. They put all the money. They slipped those envelopes underneath the door. They got whatever (laughs) they needed to do to get that movie out there. This year, what the hell are they going to do? They got like four or five movies. Yeah. Um, Marriage Story, yeah. I think, is a movie, another movie, you know, kind of like talk about Parasite. It's another movie where I think anyone who's ever been in a relationship, anyone mm-hmm. who's ever been married, mm-hmm. you're going to relate to this movie. Yeah, very relatable. I And look, I know everybody is like, oh, Adam Driver is so great in this. Like, let's not forget Scarlett Johansson in this. Yes. Like, she drove the story to me. Oh, she 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 really really did, and I feel like she's being overlooked just a, just a little bit because I don't want to downplay Adam Driver's performance, who is equally as good in this. Um, certain things scenes were really heartbreaking to watch, and I think that's kind of what make this movie 
so great and entertaining to me is it does deal with that like oh we shouldn't talk about the divorce almost like a taboo subject and you see kind of like the ugly side of it and also what can be born out of it yeah you know out out of these these two people who obviously do have so much love for each other but their relationship just coexisting doesn't work for them yeah um they very much have their own paths and where one really thinks he's budging he or she is budging for the other person and they're not right. And there, there's that push and pull. But you can't, you can't pick a side. Watching this movie, I thought, okay, maybe I would like, like maybe ten minutes in, I was like, oh, I'm on this person's side. Yeah, yeah. I think. And then in the next scene, you're like, oh, but wait, you know, it's so interesting. It's so honest in its portrayal it, it of a marriage honest. and yeah. also of a divorce. And what I, what the other aspect that I loved about the movie is besides the two leads, and I mean Scarlett and Adam, these mm-hmm. are probably career best performances from both of them. Is all the supporting work and yeah. how it shows that the more and more people who become involved in your life, mm-hmm. the more chaos they cause, <laughs> and how much like so much of the their conflict was because oh well my lawyer said this or this person said this that was so ugly oh my god oh my god like i had an idea yeah. of of how it you know but i had just for me i was like oh i barely scratched the surface on like the divorce process yeah it's a whole thing and it was it was like probably my least favorite part to watch just because oh, yeah. it made me so uncomfortable and it made my skin crawl. And, and when, when, when one of the characters would have to sit down with, with the lawyer and you go through the process and you talk about the fee. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And I was like, well, are you really trying to help this person now? Like, it's like oh, we're going to do the best what we can for you. We're going to get you what you want. And I was like, yeah, you're bleeding them dry. They are going to have nothing left. Yeah. I don't want to give too much of the movie away, but there's, this is, there's two lawyers that Adam Driver's character goes through in the movie. And the one lawyer is the more kind of like, I'm going to go for bad. This is no big deal. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like the easygoing type lawyer. The guy who's not really fighting all that Not much. a shark. Yeah, not a shark. <laughs> and then when the, when the shit hits the fan. Yes. Another lawyer steps in. Yes. And that's when it just goes like, it's oh bananas. my God. Yeah, like this, yeah. this is when things are going to get real and things are going to get really, really complicated and mm-hmm. very, very difficult. Yeah. And... I love seeing that comparison, too, because I, I feel like he was trying to do... They, they, they do such a great job of showing these, these characters because Scarlett Johansson, at first, just wants a divorce. And she gets she just gets... She gets told that you need a lawyer. And this yeah. lawyer winds up talking her into, like, all these things that she needs. <laughs> this is a really good lawyer. Really yeah. I was like, oh, if you... Yep, you should definitely... <laughs> and then Adam Driver's like, what, what are we, what's going on here? Like, let's just sign the paperwork and be done with it. Straight down the middle, 50-50 split. Right. And then, like, he tries to get a nice guy lawyer, and it doesn't work it doesn't out. Work and then he's got to, po- you know, pony up the cash and my, get someone as a jerk. Yeah. Yeah, it's really great. Yeah, there was a lot of layers in that movie too, just because it wasn't it just wasn't dealing with you know, like the marriage and the divorce of of the two characters and it's like you said it's all the side characters and adds so much more to this movie. Um and when you you involve like the family aspect of it too oh, yeah. because they have family and friends that are involved and then they're both in in the entertainment and two different cities. And two different cities. So that that all of it plays into it and you really see the and this is what I mean when you when I say you can't pick a side because they do a really good job of, of kind of telling you both sides of the story and letting you pick if you want to pick a side. Yeah. Which at the end I couldn't at all. No. 
Um, but yeah. I thought it was such a well done movie. Yeah, and, it, and in a lot of ways, it's it's it is a kind of a love story as much as a movie about people breaking up, right? Because you do feel bad for both of the characters, and you do see that they love each other at yes. the end of the day, even though they've gone through this yeah. horrific. Not all divorces end in screaming matches and 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 all and all of that stuff, but but you can see how this movie also lets you see how it can get there. Yeah, how how it can get really ugly because all those courtroom scenes. I was watching it. I was like, oh my god, like how how do you how do you look at the other person after that? Yeah, how do you look at them? Yeah, I mean, there even the, just cer- certain scenes where they were having arguments mm-hmm. that you just. And you feel like you've had those arguments before. Oh yeah, and, and, oh yeah, and that and yeah, that yeah, yeah. and that's when you know in my in my screening, you know, there's there's people who get very uncomfortable during certain scenes because they instead of absorbing what's going on, they get uncomfortable and they start laughing. Mm, I don't know if you had anybody no. laughing in, in in our screening. I mean, in the time. scenes that were actually funny. No, 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 like. In the middle of the fight scene, oh, someone oh, bursted really? out laughing at Telluride. And I'm like sitting there, I'm like, well, what, what's funny about this? <laughs> but I know that people are very get very uncomfortable about when things get too serious and they don't yeah, know how to react too, to it. Or too, kind of too close to... Hit too close to home? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That, that, I thought was, that I thought was terrific. Another movie that we didn't get to talk about that much was Dolomite. Yeah. I love Dolomite. I, I had I, so much fun watching it. Yeah. It, it's... It's such a great comeback movie for Eddie Murphy. Yeah. It it mocks the black exploitation film, but like almost serves as a love letter. It's the in a lot of ways I think it's the disaster artist of this year, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't really think about it like that, but yes. It's very okay. like I feel like like it's a love letter to someone who has passion yeah. and drive yeah. and like really wants to do something different and unique and doesn't realize that it's not really that great. Yeah. But the cast, everybody in that cast. Wesley Snipes though. Oh my god. Oh, so he's <laughs> so good. He's excellent in this. Would you say then because uh, we're talking about Netflix and Oscar yeah. and also transformational roles. Oh yeah. Eddie Murphy in this. I I would you know it's a Golden Globe performance, I think, where he's going to get nominated. Not for the Oscars. Mm. Just the Golden Globes. Okay. Because they have they have the separate categories. So possibly mm. even oh, at oh, the, I see. Possibly even at the Critics' Choice. Mm-hmm. Because they have the separate categories. But because they broke it down into just the one category right. for the main, for Oscars, no, it doesn't change. It was such an entertaining movie. I know. I had so much fun watching the whole thing. There was that ridiculous... That, I don't... Listen, I, I, I hate sex jokes in movies. It's one of my things that I just never... <laughs> but there is a scene where they film like a sex scene in this movie. It, oh, was, it was so best. great. It was, it was the so best. Great. Audience ate it up. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so yeah. good. And that's what I love when I see a press screening, too, is like you went to the premiere of this. I went to see it at a later time where I was with the press people. And it's always interesting to compare the two and see how press versus public interact. Yeah. And I mean, in that scene, people were like... Dead. Alan just and, dead. And, yeah, yeah cra- you know, clapping their hands. No, and it was like a party in our theater. Yeah, it was. It was so fun. Eddie Murphy sat like a few rows up from from where I was. And, like snuck, like t- took a picture. I was like, but then there was a, a crowd of you know people around him. So I drew a little arrow. I was like, Eddie Murphy's here. Yeah. I think. Yeah, that, that's a really great movie. A great comeback movie for him. And uh, you, you talk about like just a fun movie, something that you can watch and like you can say that. 
the acting is all great, the story mm-hmm. is great. But you can that has rewatch value. Yeah. That's a movie that you want to watch like over and over again. It's so fun. Just pop it on on Netflix. Oh god. Yeah. 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 It's great. Um I know you did not see this, but this is the movie that surprised me the most that mm-hmm. Netflix has. It's called The Two Popes. No, I didn't see it. Which I do recommend you seeing. Okay. Um, Jonathan Price and Anthony Hopkins play Ooh, two popes. Okay. And it's all about, it's like a before midnight type scenario where they just sit there and they talk back and forth and share stories about their life. Okay. I never thought I would say that that would be entertaining and engaging. <laughs> right. But it really, really is. And I think he should get a nomination. Jonathan Price for sure should get yeah. a nomination. And the screenplay is just brilliant. Yeah. I mean, it's really, really intelligent and funny mm-hmm. and engaging and dramatic. Like, it has it all. Yeah. For a movie about two popes talking. It's, it's really special. Um, and then, of course, you know, we can't talk too much about it because we didn't see it. But right. the rave reviews today, Irishman. So, right now, I don't know what Netflix is going to do because they're going to they have four really different movies but yeah. four movies that stands a really great chance. Yeah. What 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 do you think they will push for? They're going to have to push Irishman the hardest. I think so too. Because I think so too. Because it's the director and they want that legacy director. And then the actors are legacy. Yeah. So like you have to do that and that's important. Yeah. But then there's the small, subtle movie like a Two Popes that could kind of sneak in and get like a nomination here mm-hmm. or there. And maybe it won't need as much of a push because it'll just be award voters will go see it. Right. And like, kind of like, oh, look at these older actors. Yeah. We love these guys. You know, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah. <laughs> but like, I think Marriage Story is surprisingly, I, I, I think that's going to be the one they're going to have to push the hardest. I think so too. Yeah. Why? Because I think. It well one it doesn't have the the good director and actors it doesn't when you line it up next to the Irishman it doesn't have that legacy yeah that legendary feel to it to right. it already it's a it's a newer it's not a newer story but it's a new newer a, like almost all the all the people involved like even though Noah Baumbach has been around for a while he's known for making very hipster type movies it's, very it's younger. Much younger younger maybe that's that's, yeah. that's how I, I should younger. I should say and I'm not saying that I, like only old people are going to see it I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying that at all I'm just saying the two it's a very very yeah. different vibes of the two films so I think the, the, maybe the Academy will look at it and go well this one screams Oscar material, story, director, actors. It is an easier push, and I think Marriage Story, because it's, it seems like a younger, more more modern, contemporary story, could be a little bit harder to, to, to sell. Yeah, I think yeah. They only, the only chances they have with that movie right now are the actors. Mm-hmm. I think that's the only thing that they have that they can kind of push. Yeah. And as, as bad as this sounds... Mm-hmm. The easiest person to sell in the movie? You gonna say Adam Driver? Nope, Laura Dern. <gasps> I think Laura Dern's the easiest person to sell in the movie because I mean, people know her, people love her. Yeah, she's like she's Mar- actually she's like Meryl Streep. She's like she's so like people great. love her. She's so great in her yeah. scenes. Oh my gosh! But when is she not though? If you look at no, like Big Little Lies and ev- yeah. literally everything else she's been in. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. 
Well, it's unfortunate that like we didn't even get to talk about the new movies this week. Because we, we already uh, talked about it. But that is the movie pick of the week. Uh, it's so cute. Yeah. It has a lot of heart. It has a lot of layers. I cried. I, I you know, I, I know we have to wrap, but I, I did want to ask you about this. One of the things that I loved about the movie was that it, heavy, it handled so many really deep themes for a family film. Yes. Loss and grief. Yes. And, you know, just like remembrance. Yeah. Um, but also the culture. Mm-hmm. And I felt like this was just a story, another story. Yeah. That didn't spoon feed us like, oh. This is right. a movie about culture. Yeah. Yes, it was. It's very natural. They didn't. They didn't try to, you know, to try to exactly what you said. Spoon feed it to you. It just let everything happen organically, and that's what was so great. So it doesn't doesn't distract from the movie and the character and the story they're trying to tell. It's just these are just the players and this is just the setting. But here is the story and here is the heart. And what do you get out of it? And it's like my heart was so warm coming out of it. I love the little whooping snakes. Oh my god. <laughs> whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I love that movie. And Eddie Izzard's great in it too. I wish that um, you know, DreamWorks had a shot against Disney. I really do, but they don't. But not this not this film. The I mean like it, yeah, there. I mean, it's 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 a big competitor, you know, yeah. with Disney, and they've had a lot of great animated films that come out. But this this was really entertaining, and it didn't feel too young. Where if you bring no. your kids to it, you're gonna be like, oh my god, look at these jokes. It's so kiddish and blah blah blah. It's good family. It's all ages. Yeah. It's an all ages movie, and like I want to own it on DVD. Yeah, me too. I, I think it has a great balance of uh, adult themes in the film. It, it very much feels like a Pixar it movie. It didn't dumb anything of, down. No, no. Yes, exactly it that. It feels a lot like a, a Pixar movie, where yeah. it deals with very heavy themes at times, but there's enough cutesy stuff there yeah. with, you know, the Yeti and whatnot. But also oh, just certain some, scenes some got the, dark. Yeah, some of Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's this the scene with the violin. Near, with the flowers, Tears. yeah, I, Tears. I was, I was so surprised yeah. at how how emotionally effective that scene was. It was yeah. great. Um, so yeah, so that's it for this show. Um, Judy's also out. That was our runner up this week. Um, if you're going to see this movie, you know you're going to go see it. It's it's Renee Zellweger. You should go see it because of her performance. Everyone has said that. She's the reason to see this movie. Uh, Wendy, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Wendy Lee Zaney. And you can find me at Twitter and Instagram at the other Scott M. And go over to WeLiveEntertainment.com. Thank you so much for watching. Had a lot of fun talking about award Thank season you. again. And we'll be back next week. Take care. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.